Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks Podcast. I am your host, Bruce Gunther. Joining me this evening, Devin Davidson. Welcome, Devin. Hello. And back from the coming off of IR, John Enns. Welcome, John. Hello, hello. So what was going on with you? You had the you had the vid or you had the flu? What was going on? I had, well, if you don't test, you don't have it, so I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yeah, no, it was an, an extremely rough week, and uh, it's been rough for uh, a few people at the office here. So, still not quite over at one hundred percent, but we're we're getting through. Nice, good to have you back. Um, yes, yes, guys, good, good to, to be have here. You back, someone to read all the waiver wire notes for tonight, so we dive Devin and I don't have to. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> tonight we are episode one forty five. We are doing the fantasy preview for week ten. So hopefully you all did well in week nine. I think I'm going one and one, which isn't too bad for me. I'd ask John, but I know what he's doing already this week. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> not not well, John. <sighs> what? No way. Yeah. It's only 110 points. He can make that up in like half an hour, can he? Uh, that's a stretch. <laughs> I know I'm good, but like, I don't no. think so. Man, I'm I'm getting hammered by injuries this week. Like in pretty much every league I'm playing in, I've got guys who are on IR day to day. You got Kyle Connor in any of your leagues? I sure do. Yeah. He probably didn't want to see that play either. No, I just I just saw the notification. He collided with Ryan Strom and did not oh, return yeah. to the game. Knee on knee hit. Strom stuck his knee out, and Connor went flying into the net. Oh, so can we put Strom on the list then? Can put Strom no. on the list. That useless tit. Then Shifley went in to fight Strom and got absolutely shit hammered. So <laughs> Shifley could be out too. He took a couple of pops on the jaw, pretty, pretty nice. So uh, that makes me feel good. <laughs> wow. So yeah, we'll have a uh, we have a few op- we have a few options tonight for John's list. So for those that don't uh, don't know if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you're undoubtedly familiar with John's list. It's John's shit list of players, past and present. We throw in the occasional commissioner, coach, GM, newsworthy topic from around the hockey world. And today we have a few of them. So, John, what's your selection for the evening? Uh, today's selection is Eric Goodbranson and Nick Cousins for just pretending to be goons. Um, Nick Cousins taking out Goodbranson into the boards there behind the net. And Goodbranson doing his best impression at wrestling and... UFC and everything else with taking him down and beating him while he was there. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, well, we watched the clip here before of what uh, the hit was, and the hit wasn't pretty. And then Grabranson got up and then started beating on him. I think, okay. And then show the follow up there a few minutes later. And it's like, oh, dude, what are you doing? He just so, ragdolled him. Yeah. I'm all for a good retaliation, but. Uh, well, but like you said, at least you got to give the guy a chance. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I don't like when guys don't square up and give. You know, it's it's if you want to fight him, that's fine. I'm sure he would answer the bell, and then you could have had your way with him. But yep. to do what he did wasn't great. But I mean, the hit wasn't great either on Good Branson. No, no, it wasn't. Kind of hit him right in the numbers, and then, like I said to you guys earlier, I, I don't think uh, Nick Cousins got a penalty for that. So that was part of his frustration yeah. too. Is like, okay, well now I get a two minute for retaliating after the guy hit me from behind. Mm-hmm. Inga Branson isn't exactly a small guy. 
No, he's massive. He's a he's a he's a, he's a huge, massive human being. <laughs> um, I was just yeah. watching this play here, the the Ryan Strome play on Kyle Connor, and it's it doesn't look good, Bruce, for sure. And, and you no, got a game misconduct for that too. Yeah, you got that five like, in a game for that. Good. That was a that was a loser play. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why the stick the knee out thing. I don't get that, but I also can't skate, so I really can't. I really say too much on that. So. No, that's just a bad play. That's there's no there's no reason for for Ryan Strom not to at least try and avoid that play. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. He's on my list yeah. anyway. So he is getting a hearing though, apparently, according to player safety, Goranson is. So just what I'm reading here. So his wasn't an in person one like Peron, so we'll see how that shakes out. Well, he'll get a five thousand dollar fine out of the hearing yep there you go yeah and shifley did get his face fed there but <laughs> he got his face caved in yeah it's like <laughs> so i'm waiting for my notification because i got shifley in one league that's a broken face <laughs> yeah exactly he's out with a broken face or concussion or something like that so would make everybody in the yahoo league happy I gotta watch this play now. I, I I didn't see the the fight between the two of them. Oh, the follow up fight! Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. It was good. It's a good way to start the podcast off. Hey, we were watching fight videos. <laughs> oh yeah, this is great. <laughs> Nothing but the best of hockey. Eh? There you go. Shafer's not much of go. a fighter, I guess. Eh? All right. Well, you're looking at that. We'll move on to fantasy lock of the week. Uh, lock of the week this week was Nikita Kucherov, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Rostered 100% in Yahoo. I'm guessing it's 100% in fan tracks. I didn't check. I just left the number up from last week, but I'm guessing it's 100%. Uh, Kucherov had a decent week in four games. He put up seven points, four goals, three assists, 20 shots on goal with an average of 21-24 time on ice. This included two power play points, and he had an average of 4.34 minutes on the power play. Uh, What gave... uh, Kucher off the edge tonight in our lock of the week over our honorable mention, which is Nathan McKinnon, is three of Kucherov's four goals this week were game-winning goals. So that's uh don't see that's that too deal. often. And He's if you're scoring goals in your fantasy league, that's a few that's three extra points, I think, in a lot of cases. So a lot more. Well, and because I'm a giant homer, Bruce, we're, we're, I'm I'm gonna throw in Evan Bouchard here because he had two game winners on three goals and his six points this week. Um, that guy was absolutely clutch in basically every game the others played. He's been phenomenal this season. I think he's on pace for like 90-some points. I read 92 points after today's game he's on pace for. Yeah, Dude's he's been trash. incredible. He is he's not so trash, trash, John. You bite, you bite your tongue. <laughs> no. <laughs> as much as uh, everybody shit on Paul Coffey, the defense seems to be doing a little bit better since, uh, since Coffey went behind the bench on the defense, so... Can't yeah, really, uh, uh, I don't know if we should be surprised or just, okay, that was good. I, I Either way, a lot I'm going to take it. Yeah, I think a lot of people's issue with Paul Coffey was they thought, is this guy really going to be the answer to help us defensively? Like, like yeah. actually keep pucks out of our net. And yeah. whatever changes they've made, it's been huge. Like, the penalty yeah. kill is now 90-some percent. It, again, mm-hmm. I think today they were 5 for 5 on the penalty kill. Take too many penalties, though. That's the problem. Shouldn't take well, sure. Penalties. 
But, well, sure. But, but hey, if hey, your Bruce, kill but, is good, is good. That's that's fine too. Did you watch the Oilers game today? I no, I haven't watched the highlight yet. Okay, so there again. Move- some, sorry, I was just going to so, say there were some soft calls again. Like the Oilers are not getting any favors from the officials. There's been some pretty weak calls, in my opinion. Uh, and then the Oilers aren't getting the calls the other way too, quite often. So um, I know I sound like a whiny homer, but that it's it's just you watch the games and it's frustrating. Yeah, the only reference I got today's game was I got a notification on my phone when Vander Kane scored because I have Kane on my ESPN team. Empty netter. Only... Was it? <laughs> yeah, Connor uh, McDavid got lucky along the boards, just managed to knock down a puck as the guy was trying to clear it, and he just Connor had it on a stick for like a second backhand pass. Um, Kane was wide open, kind of in the slot area. And nice. Right in the empty net. So that made it 4-1. Excellent. I heard Pickard played really, really well. He did. You should have seen the save you made, Bruce, on Jack Hughes. With, I can't remember. There was like three three or four minutes left. Um, might have been less than that, actually. And just, just like a 10-bell save right, right in front of the net. So the uh, Jack Campbell return has been delayed slightly? Jack Campbell's not coming back. And if he does, <laughs> management needs to get their, their heads to shake. Because that guy's been oh, an absolute trash again. If Pickard keeps playing like that, Campbell may not come back. No, they're gonna buy him out. He's gonna he's gonna spend the rest of the season in the in the minors, barring injury. Knock on wood, right? And, and then they'll then, buy him uh, out with the cap space they get next year. And yep. Yikes! All I gotta say is yikes. But at least look at it this way: our goaltending isn't as bad as other teams in the league now, so we're good. We're looking better. They can't talk about our goaltending now because you look at, what was it, Carolinas? Holy crap. (laughs) Mm. Columbus doesn't have an NHL starting goalie at the moment. Oh, he's got a cool name, though. Jet. Jet Jet Graves or Greaves or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And and New Jersey, too, has been. uh... Yeah. Who's in that? Was it Schmid or Vanacek today? It was Schmid today. Schmid? Yeah. But he both. But it was four goals on twenty three shots, I think. Yeah, not optimal if you're wanting if you're wanting to compete. No, not at all. All right, there we killed ten minutes off. Yahoo! Okay, let's, <laughs> let's move on to edge work for the week ten. Uh, this is the segment where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues. Each week, the hacks will cover the NHL schedule and waiver wire targets to guide you to victory. So things to know for week this is week 10. Week 10 is following a familiar format as week 9. Two full days and five light days. Oh, there is debate whether eight games uh, in a night should be considered a full night or a light night. I think the way the NHL describes it, it's still considered a light evening with eight games. But I've seen some lively debate on Twitter or X about uh, whether that should be changed. There is a total of 51 games on the schedule this week, 10 on Tuesday and 13 on Saturday being the full days. The remaining light days of the week feature eight or fewer games, so optimizing for games played will be a bit of a challenge this week again. Uh, In terms of optimizing those games played, there is a total of 10 teams, I'm not reading them off again this week, that that do provide an advantage with four games played. Of those teams, only the Islanders and the Senators play three of their four games on off nights. So we can see that. Uh, teams to fade this week would be Columbus, the Kings, the Wild, and the Canadians, as they only played two games of this week. Just a week, quick recap. Monday has four games. 
Tuesday has 10, Wednesday 5, Thursday 8, Friday has 6, Saturday has 13, Sunday has 5. Uh, check our show notes to see which uh, are all the teams that have four games, three games this week. I'm not going to read them all out. Fair enough. That takes us on to the waiver wire targets here for week 10. Our waiver wire targets will be focused on players that are rostered in 50% or less of Yahoo or Fantrax leagues. When, when considering players to target, we review recent performance, player deployment, and upcoming schedule, and a bit more. So John wants to talk about our first forward. I know he wants to talk about him really badly. Oh, of course. Uh, our first guy we've got on here is Mikael Granlund, San Jose, rostered 22% Yahoo, 27% Fantrax. He's got three games this week, Winnipeg, Arizona, Colorado, playing on that second line with Anthony Duclair and Fabian Zetterlund. Zetterlund. Uh, also on PP1, Granlund has 13 points, three goals in his last 10 games currently producing at a 66-point pace over the full 82-game season. Uh, he's been playing some um, quite a few minutes here lately. Um, and in the last 10, he's averaged 21.50 overall and 2.43 on the power play with a 71.1% power play share. Um, and he's available in basically, yeah, 85% of, of leagues there. Uh Fantasy managers should ignore the team he plays for and <laughs> basically look look how he's producing. He's yeah. he's doing great. He's going back to his Minnesota Wild days where he was actually actually producing points. Yeah, he's looked really good. Um, I I almost picked him up today actually, um, and I, I forgot to check how he did. Ran out of roster playing. moves, eh? Well, I, I was gonna add him, but I, I I went with some other ones, right? I, I went with some other uh, pickups. Um, just I didn't like that matchup against against Vegas today, and so I'm not sure. Did he do anything? The game is on right now. Uh, okay. So uh, to be determined. Start. Has, hasn't started yet. To be determined. There you go. He'll put yep. up four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If Devin picked him up, it would have been two because he didn't pick him up four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, our next guy on the list here is from the Buffalo Sabres, Casey Middlestat. I always pronounced it Middlestat, not Middlestat. Oops, anyway. Uh, roster 25% in Yahoo, 50, 64%, sorry, in Fantrax. Four games this week, Arizona's at home on the road to Colorado, Vegas, and on the road to Arizona as well. He is on line one with Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson. 25-year-old is playing at a 67-point pace with 22 points, 6 goals in 27 games. More recently, he has posted 9 points, 3 goals in his last 10 contests. Over those 10 games, Middlestad has been a workhorse for Buffalo, averaging 21-17 time on ice and just over 3 minutes on the power play. Playing with Skinner and Tage Thompson is just one more reason to pick up this player for Week 10. Buffalo does have a four-game schedule, but it is a grueling one with two matchups against Connor Ingham and the surprisingly good Arizona Coyotes, as well as games against the last two Stanley Cup champs. Yeah, they could be in tough this week. That's that's a tough schedule. Uh, like, yeah, Arizona's, like, Connor Ingram's been great, and 
Colorado Vegas. That's that's tough, but uh, he's he's been producing. So yeah, if uh, Vegas or sorry, if Buffalo can get some steady goaltending, they'll be in. Uh, they should be able to hang in there with them. But oh yeah, they'll need some steady goaltending to keep them there. Devin, would you like to talk about the other Strom tonight? Yeah, uh, I feel a little bit better about this player in particular. I, I'm just bitter with Ryan Strom because he came to Edmonton and did absolutely zero zip zilch. Like, did he ever fight in Edmonton? I'm not sure. And then, of course, he goes to a, Anaheim and uh, obliterates a player that I care about and then um, and then actually throws the gloves down. So I, I'm just, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, Dylan Strom uh, for the Washington Capitals, 18% rostered in Yahoo, 50% in Fantrax. He's got three games on the upcoming schedule against Philly, Nashville, and Carolina. Uh, he's on that top line with Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson right now, as well as Power Play 1. He's starting to round into form offensively with seven points, four goals in his last 10 games. Really can't beat that deployment. And then, uh, like I said, the competition this week is fairly favorable. They don't play until Thursday. So if you're going to look at Dylan Strom, probably wait until late Wednesday or early Thursday morning to pick him up, and then you can take advantage of some other acquisitions earlier in the week. Uh, maybe get a guy who plays Monday, Wednesday, and then... Uh, drop him for a guy like Dylan Strom because um, he's getting some some big minutes and he's putting up some points. So I would definitely give him a look this week. And as we had talked about earlier, Bruce, terrible goaltending from around the league. Carolina, I think two of their three goaltenders are in the top four um, in terms of the lowest state percentage so far this season. So, Yeah, and that, uh, that really sucks for Carolina. is usually perennially a really good defensive team, but... You can have great team defense, but if your goaltender can't stop the puck, that uh, that hurts a lot. It's been a rough season for him, and I, I think they're going to figure out their three-headed monster for next season. You know, I, I don't expect we're going to see both of Ranta and, and Anderson back. Um, oh, I I think Anderson will be the odd man out there, I think. Just injuries too much. Like, really, it's... Yeah. This blood clot could issue could keep him out for the rest of the year. Perfect. Possibly so. Yeah, hopefully it's nothing, you know, nothing serious, life threatening. Um, but yeah, he's he's dealt with lots of injury issues throughout his career, and obviously Kochekov's a a good young goaltender. So they'll figure it out. And then even if they don't yep. bring Ranta back, I mean, there's there's gonna be other options in free agency too. So maybe they'll take uh, Jack Campbell. Yeah, yeah, we can only dream, Bruce. Isn't his save percentage better than the teams? <laughs> Actually, uh, just staying. I was looking at it a second ago. Not not much. If like I think he's better than Ranta technically, but it's it's still pretty rough. So it's it's not really worth. All right, oh, it was worth te- a Here we go. Jack Campbell, eight seventy three. Uh, Peter Kochetkov, eight seventy three, and then Ranta's at eight sixty. See, there you go. He's already an upgrade. He'd be in good company there, I guess. <laughs> Contract could be a little ugly, but you know, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Ugly. It's Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Right? All right. Who wants to do the next one? Any volunteers? Well, I can do John, thanks for raising your hand. Oh, you beat? Okay. Yeah. All John. All John. Go for yeah. it, buddy. I, I totally meant to do that. Uh, uh, next on the list here is Mason Marchman. Dallas. Roster 24%. Yahoo. 38%. Fan tracks. Uh, three games this week uh, versus Detroit, Ottawa, St. Louis on that second line with Matt Duchesne and Tyler Sagan uh, also getting time on the second power play unit. 
He's off to a solid start, uh, playing nearly a 60-point pace alongside uh, those two previous guys I mentioned here. Um, he's got uh, 12 points, actually, six goals in his last 10 games, and still available in a pile of leagues. Um, he's an excellent option offensively, but also does give a bit of category coverage with uh, 1.2 penalty minutes a game and nearly a hit a game. Um, also, he's got a 17.3-ish as well, and, which is above his career average. And his team's even strength shooting percentage is at 11.5. Devin, there's your player to replace Cal Connor. You know what? I actually grabbed Mason Marchment here over the weekend, just hoping he could pile on some points for me because he had been so productive. Um, of course, nobody produced for me last night, including Mason Marchment, including Robbie Fabry, another player that I picked up who had been uh, doing really well. And then today uh, I picked up Adam Fantilli because he'd been on a run, uh, and we'll talk about him here in a couple minutes. But just no, nobody's been producing for him this weekend, Bruce. Um, no. So I guess it doesn't really matter who I pick up. I'm, I've been very, very fortunate with them. I, as much as I complain about my ESPN team, I have been very, very fortunate. They've, uh, it has uh, been competitive this year, and I really didn't think it was going to be that competitive. I had some, as the first two weeks didn't go well, and then it's been better since, but I'm pretty much thinking about going the Tyler route with no goaltending and just going all forwards. Like, Well, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you have no players you can drop. Uh, I know. Literally, I have no players I can drop. I can drop my two goaltenders because I'm just rotating goaltenders off the waiver wire. That's all I'm doing because there is nobody in there worth keeping. So it's can't swap out players. So I'll just swap out goaltenders. Which crappy goaltender do you want to put in there tonight? So, oh. and, and my full G strategy is not working. <laughs> this year um no well ottinger has just been dog garbage i traded him away man he's been brutal brutal lately (laughs) sorry Uh, john (laughs) and i think shesterkin's got like a 9 12 save percentage like and and jonathan quick looks like the second coming of dominic hasek so it's just like what is going on of course this is typical for goaltenders i guess but Uh, it's the whole it's the whole zero G thing, right? You can you draft them high, and are they gonna? So I think this year in ESPN, I think I think th- two of my last four picks were goaltenders because of whatever, right? And it has been well. Let's see if I look at the st- like if I look at the actual standings in that league. Holy crap! Okay, I'm number one, so maybe I shouldn't talk too much. <laughs> I didn't read last time I looked, I was like fourth. Now I'm at the now it's his number one. So I guess maybe I should shut up now. <laughs> Whatever you're doing is working for you. <laughs> the issue I take with, with zero G, honestly, is that it, and it's in this league particular that we play in Bruce, is the goaltending stats actually matter. So unless you're in a in a setup where they don't, like, you know, because you get points for like five points for a win. So yeah. It can be hard sometimes. There's always zero G options to, to pluck off the waiver wire. Um, but in our league, in this, in this setup particularly, you, we, you see all the time, there's three or four goalies on a team and guys are snapping them up left, right, and center. And I know last year, especially down the stretch, there was no goaltenders to be had on the waiver wire because guys are just hoarding them. So then in a case like that, it makes it really difficult to stream goaltenders. And and that can be the difference sometimes. Yeah, I, uh, well... 
in our FHHL. That's why I've made the trade with John to get the two Boston goaltenders because they're pretty much a pure tandem and my goaltending was not... I had, Like I said, I had Ottinger, but he wasn't performing well and I had Besser and I wasn't really sure if Besser was going to Well, you sold continue. high on Besser. You sold What's high that? on Besser. And you sold high on Besser and that made yeah. sense, right? He was shooting I think he's still playing fairly well, though. I don't know if he's at the same pace, but I think he's still... You got a goal yep. the other night, so he's still playing well. Yep. No, but, and I think so, Bruce or John. That works out well for you. Like Besser's been fine. Oh yeah, yeah. I got no complaints there. Well, but Bruce, I mean, yeah, Ottinger's kind of fallen off a cliff here recently. And other know, than that, <laughs> yeah. So that that's unfortunate, but uh, that's not going to last either. I, I expect no, a lot more from not. him, right? No, he'll. Yeah. It won't take him long to pick that back up again. It's friggin' Bruins. A couple eh? of games against Chicago or Columbus yeah. or something like that. He'll be fine. <laughs> a tune-up game. A tune-up game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to the waiver wire. I was going to say, not on that rabbit trail. <laughs> uh, next guy on the list here, I actually picked him up in our FHHL league. Uh, Lucas Raymond, left wing, right wing. He's rostered 61% in Yahoo and 85 in Fantrax. They've got four games there are on the road for Dallas, on the road to St. Louis, home to Carolina, back on the road to Philadelphia. He is playing on line one with uh, hopefully Dylan Larkin and Robbie Fabry. He's seeing some time on power play too. Uh, this is basically a last call for Lucas Raymond. He's available in just over 40% of the leagues. Uh, the window to grab this player is quickly closing. 22 points, 9 goals in 25 games to date this season. The 21-year-old is producing at a 72-point pace and will reach the 200-game breakout threshold here early in 2024. Playing alongside Larkin should ensure some stable production, providing Larkin is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the deployments at both even strength and the power play has been solid, averaging around 17-22 time on ice per game and just over three minutes on the power play as well. So, like I said, hopefully Larkin's okay. I think on that play, it looked like he just was knocked out cold. So hopefully that is the worst that happened out of all that. So I just saw a couple a couple replays of it, and it was kind of played in slow motion. I, I don't understand exactly what happened, if it just hit him in a funny spot up high. Like, it, it really didn't look that It looks vicious. like he took two shots to the head, right? One from the one Ottawa player, and then one from another one. And I think yeah. the first one knocked him out, and the second one, I don't know if the second one had any effect. It looks like he was on his way down already by the time the second one hit him. But I don't know. Yeah, If they just found a soft good. spot or something, but it, it didn't look good because he went face first into the ice. Oh, he just laid there. Like there's yeah, lots, like he of, didn't there's lots of clips. No, no, he just laid there. So like you can see the Ottawa players are waving, waving people like get out here. Like he's out. Like get out here. And then Perron went for a skate. Just about took Zub's head off. That's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's legal, right? Nice. Like if he was standing next to Zub and did it, I'd probably have a little, little be more okay with it. The video I saw, which was a clip. In that clip, he took two and a half strides before lifting his stick. Like, if you're standing oh, yeah. next to him and you want to deck him, okay, that's one thing. But two and a half strides for a guy the size of Perron, that's uh, that's some significant distance he's covering. So, but uh, he's getting an in, well, he was offered an in-person one. So, knowing the NHL, they'll give him like five games. Knowing the NHL, they'll give him two, if that. Oh, yeah. Well, they did ask for an in-person one, so that probably means, well, yeah. Who knows? Perron will say, I'm sorry. He'll drop it to two. Well, if it's if it's in person, you know he's getting at least a game. Yeah. Right? If And if it's 
And if it's not, if it's just an over the phone hearing, it's almost always a, a fine. Yeah. Well, uh, he waived the in person. They're just doing it over Zoom, is what the uh, right. What but the if they offer, I guess my point is, if they offer him an in person hearing, like you know, he's getting a game for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they did do that. So. Yeah. Sounds like Zub is okay. Well, you can see the video. Zub sees him coming. And what's what the hell? His face. Look at his face. Like what the hell are you doing, buddy? And then it's like, oh shit, <laughs> I got to defend myself here. Yeah, I got to watch this play again. So I, I don't know, was it because um, it was it Matthew Joseph that hit him too? Like that was that's the. I think Joseph was the first guy that did it, first guy that hit him, and then I don't remember who the second person was. Okay. And yeah, then and later those guys on have a game, history too. Yeah. And then later in the game, Joseph squared off with another Detroit player. I can't remember who it was. They had a fight a little farther down in the game as well. Excuse me. All right. Who else we got here, Bruce? All right. Let's talk about the guy you picked up off off of waivers here. Yeah, not not a whole lot to report. Honestly, Adam Fantilli, I kind of expected 29% rostered in Yahoo, 75% in Fantrax. Uh, Unfortunately, just two games on the schedule, Toronto and New Jersey for this week. He's not really getting the deployment you'd like to be seeing, especially with um, their captain, Boone Jenner, being out for the next six weeks with a fractured jaw. I really thought Fantilli would see a bit better deployment. I was, I was hoping, you know, top line, even just top power play something, but um, he did see his ice time spike a bit. So he went from just under 12 minutes to just under 14 minutes today. Um, you know, he's getting power play two time, which is fine. He does have, um, he has been producing of late. Um, he's got six points, four goals in his last five games. So he's been putting up some points despite less than ideal deployment. Um, probably a guy that I'd be looking to stream, maybe not this week necessarily, but uh, just keep close eye, a close eye on him because if they do decide to give him some better deployment, I think he, he has a chance to pop here. Definitely. Hey, Devin, guess who's got a point already tonight? Uh, Granlin. Uh-huh. Got an assist. Of course he did. Sharks are up on the Vegas one nothing. Uh, of course he did. I... And it's one of those things, Bruce. It's like, okay, hey, I'm I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, right? Because if I if oh, I grab exactly. him, it's like, oh, you look like a genius for picking up Mike Mikhail Granlin playing against Vegas. And of course, I think I actually picked up Chandler Stevenson, just thinking, well, top six in Vegas against San Jose, yeah. that makes some sense, right? But definitely, Shifley's anyway. fine. He got an assist tonight. Okay. In the third period, so he's fine. There you, there go. you go. There you go. All right. Let's move on to defensemen. Who wants to talk about the first defenseman? You know what? I'll I'll, I'll just touch on this, Bruce, because I kind of yeah. I was scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit this week with defensemen. It was it was tough to find. I thought some guys that were getting meaningful minutes and and producing some points. Um, yeah. so, but we've got Thomas Harley here from the Dallas Stars. He seemed to be sort of a trendy pick this week. He's just three percent rostered in Yahoo and thirty seven percent in Fantrax. The Stars do have three games this week against Detroit, Ottawa, and St. Louis. He's playing on the, the third pairing, but he's been getting power play two time. Uh, he's been really productive, actually, despite uh, third pairing minutes with five points and three goals in his last six. And he's also played over 21 minutes um, over that stretch, too. So chipping in with roughly three blocks per game. So if your league counts blocks, and if you're looking to fill that need on your roster, probably a helpful player to add there. Um, but again, just more of a short-term, deep league acquisition, um, but probably someone to keep in mind anyway. No, most definitely, especially in bangers leagues. And you look at even leagues like our FHHL, it's uh you look on there, there's not many top defensemen there. So if you have a defenseman that goes down, it's uh it's a little thin in there. So mm-hmm. yep. 
So that's why he's here. I mean, he's he's putting up points despite his deployment. All right. The next guy on the list here is Cam York, Philadelphia Flyers. He is currently 4% rostered. Yahoo, 48% in fan tracks. Three games this week, Nashville, Washington. Sorry, on the road to Nashville and then Washington and Detroit at home. He's playing on the first pairing with Travis Sanheim. I think he was back on the top power play here. They were... Uh, I remember correctly, they were talking to Sandheim here earlier this week, and uh, they were looking for a way to uh, manage some of Sandheim's minutes because he's been playing over 26 minutes a game. So I think York got some power play time, and they were trying to balance him out a little bit. So yeah, uh, York is the defenseman out to roster in Philadelphia for right now. He's top pairing, top power play minutes, seven points, three goals in his last 10 games, and offering nearly two blocks per game this season. So. If you need someone on defense, that would be a, a good pick, and he's available practically everywhere. Yeah, it's been kind of a weird situation in, in Philly this year, right? Because they've kind of gone from, from Cam York to Sanheim to there's yeah. another guy they're giving some time on the power play, and now they're yeah. back to Cam York again. So Yeah. Um, well, and even Sanheim said himself in one interview, he says he's getting – he was getting tired from playing basically all the time. So they had yeah. to – had to figure it out or they're going to burn him out before mid-season. So for sure. York some time on the power play and they I think they cut back his time on ice a few minutes so that he's not being used up nearly as much. And I think they're still in the playoff race, are they not? Uh, good question, Bruce. Well, while you're doing that, John would love to talk about our next person. Absolutely. Uh, next on here, we have Keandre Miller, New York Rangers. Uh, is uh, rostered roughly 50% of Yahoo, 78% fan tracks. He's got three games this week, Toronto, Anaheim, and Boston. Uh, playing on that second D pairing with uh, Truba. Uh, Miller's got four points in his last five games, uh, three of those being goals. Um, he's heating up offensively, and he's just been, he's been playing well. Um, getting some minutes in here, too. Uh, he's up to 24 minutes on that December 2nd game against Nashville. Getting those shifts in. <laughs> Gotta get those shifts. Um, gotta get the shifts. Yeah, he's a, he's a big body, and he's starting to put up points, too. And that's uh, what you're looking for there. I have him, I think, in ES or ESPN League. I don't think I have him in Yahoo. Oh, no, I, I got Luke Hughes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really like Keandre Miller. Um just for his category coverage, his offensive ability. He's never going to get power play one time, unfortunately. No, no, probably not. That guy named Adam Fox, I think, is a pretty good hold on that. And then, well, when we saw Fox was down, it was uh, Gustafson. So he's never going to. No. Not going to happen. No, but I mean, he's been effective five on five playing with Jacob Truba. And yep. he's getting exposure to that top six in New York. So I think if you're looking for a guy to help out offensively and with some category coverage, he makes a lot of sense. No, most definitely. That rounds out our defensemen for tonight. Let's move on to goaltenders. Let's start with Devin's favorite. Devin, did you want to talk about your... Mr. Dustin Wolf? Mr. Dustin Wolf. Mr. Dustin Wolf. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 10% rostered in Yahoo, 43% in Fantrax. The Flames have got uh, four games on the docket here. Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota, and Tampa. Uh, with Markstrom out week to week. 
we know somebody's got to fill in those shoes, right? So it's either Dustin Wolf or, or Dan Vladar. And I don't think Vladar has been particularly good this year. Um, Wolf gave us a bit of a glimpse of what he's capable of doing this past Thursday. He had a 28 save victory against the Hurricanes with a 2.0 goals against and a 9.33 save percentage. Um, outside of that, he hasn't been outstanding. Uh, he's got a 3.04 goals against and a 900 save percentage so far this season. Um, really just one quality start in his four or five appearances. Um, but he's a young goaltender, right? 22 years old. He's done everything he can at the HL level. He's not going back there to get any better. So there's going to be some growing pains here, and it's it's not like it's an elite roster in Calgary either. So, But his uh, percentage rostered is still low, and if you're looking for someone to stream in the crease, he's definitely an option. Yeah, that's a he, t- it's a tough schedule, but it's a tough schedule. I mean, mini, that's a winnable game. Uh, Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, those are all tough matchups too, right? So, yeah. But hey, we'll find out what he's made of. That's right. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't bring him up to sit in the press box. They brought him up to play. So I, I would not be surprised if he plays three of the four games. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I'm looking at is going, well, he's going to play probably three or four. I mean, two at minimum, right? And then... Yeah. Um, he's going to face a lot of shots. Yeah. So Trial by fire. Yep. Hence the flaming sea on his chest. Give him a look. And then Bruce, you, you got to talk about this next guy. Cause I know you picked him up today. I picked him up today. Cause I took a wild guess that he would be the starter tonight for Montreal and it ended up being Jake Allen. So <laughs> kind of Bruce, sucked. can I, you know what I did? Cause I was thinking the same thing. Um, I went to, it was either goalie post or left wing lock, and one of them, or both of them, said that Allen was projected or probable. So um, uh, that, that, that saved me from wasting a pickup. I wanted to pick up a goalie, and I wasn't 100% because you got Stolar. So I was like, I don't want to pick up another player. I want to pick up a goalie, but who do you pick up? And I didn't like, and I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe it's Mondenbo. I'll, I'll pick him up and just, yep. Because I picked him up, and then we were out of the house for the day. So I, didn't get a chance to look till I got home, and it's like, oh, crap. Oh, oh, well. shoot, yeah. Had to take a swing. But I got him for the week, though, so. There you go. Got a decent schedule this week for Montembeau here. He's got, uh, well, two games, I guess. Pittsburgh and New York. Bit of a three-headed monster in the goaltending situation there in Montreal, so it'll be interesting to see. He may only get one start this week, too. Sounds typical for the goaltenders I pick up. Anyway, Montembeau <laughs> uh, has been absolutely rolling so far this season for the Habs. Over the last seven appearances, he's had a four and two record with a two thirty seven goals against average and a nine twenty six save percentage. Montreal just has two games in Week Ten, but they are certainly winnable against Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Dear God, Pittsburgh! Oh my, what uh, is going on? <laughs> Montembeau appears to be a viable long season long acquisition for fantasy managers looking to fill a spot in the crease. Yeah, I'd say for your third spot, I don't know if he'd be... Well, unless you're on my team, he would be top two. Everyone else, probably third spot. But my team, it would be a top two for sure. I, I think he's a third or a fourth option on, on most rosters. Like, he's been great when he plays, but it's just a matter of how many games is he actually going to play with Jake Allen and Caden um, Primo. Caden Primo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you got to... Like this morning, I thought, oh, yeah, he'll get the start tonight. And then, yeah, it didn't happen, so... I didn't uh, just, look. How did they do today? They, uh, oh, they lost. But it was a close game, two to one. There you go. Uh, hey, quick follow up on points. quick follow up on on the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they've won their last four. Or, sorry, they're on a four game win streak. They're six three and one in their last ten. 
They're actually a plus 10 goal differential so far this season. Uh, 15, 10, and 2 overall. They're second in the Metropolitan. Amazing what happens when you get some players back from injury, eh? It's insane, though. Like, they should not be this good. They're not even in their window to win. Um, Pittsburgh is underperforming. Carolina is underperforming. The Devils are underperforming. They're making the most of it. Why not? It's crazy. Oh, that is awesome. John, you want to talk about our uh, next contender on the goaltending list? Yes. Next on here, we have from our lowly San Jose Sharks, Kapil Kakinen. Uh, rostered 3% of Yahoo, 16% fan tracks. Uh, we've got three games this week, Winnipeg, Arizona, and Colorado. Uh, in his last six starts, he's posted 5-1-0 record. Uh, his goals against average is higher than, than I'd say, an elite goaltender, 3.33. Uh, but he's had a 9.17 save percentage, so you can definitely tell he's been trying to carry the team there. Um, like I say, it's going to be a challenging week ahead. And, uh, well, the rest of the season, really. But uh, he'll face a ton of shots and hopefully uh, get a ton of saves. So either boom or bust, in my eyes. Yeah, pretty much. And they actually haven't been playing that too bad as of late either. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that also helps them out as well. Uh, another one to look at, too, is uh, he's not rostered much more, but Mackenzie Blackwood, too, has been playing well for that team as well. He's what, 13 in Yahoo, 30 in Fantrax, I think is what's got. Mm-hmm. Devin wants to talk about the last two on the list because he is such a fan of this team. <laughs> oh, Bruce, don't <laughs> tempt me. Um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, so we, I just brought it up because Joseph Wall is now, it's been confirmed out week to week with a high ankle sprain. Um, so the load is going to be thrown onto Ilya Samsonov and maybe to some small degree Martin Jones. Um so they've got uh, four games on the on the schedule this week. The Islanders, the Rangers, the Blue Jackets, and the lowly, surprisingly, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Samsonov is rostered in 63% of Yahoo League, so he's still available in some setups out there. Martin Jones in 12%, and then it's 82-9 and nine in Fantrax. Um, there's really not a lot, of, a lot of love for Martin Jones out there, and I think Samsonov is going to carry the, the load of the starts here while Wool is gone. Um, neither of them have been that great. But Samsonov did post an 18-save shutout against the Nashville Predators here on Saturday. So, pretty good start. Yeah, they said the defense actually played like a defense in front of him. So, maybe they'll figure that out for a change. Yeah, I mean, he's shown that he can do it, right? We saw what uh, Samsonov did last year. I think Did he have, not have like yeah. a 920 save percentage last season? So He's capable of doing it, definitely. But uh, he did struggle this year. Yeah, I'm just looking at his numbers here. 919, sorry, uh, and a 233. So he's definitely got more to give than what he's shown this year. Um, I mean, he's a career 906, so yeah. take that for what it's worth. But I think better days are ahead for, for Ilya Samsonov. Definitely. Go, Sammy. All right, that uh, that does it for the goaltenders. Did we have anybody else off the off the cuff we wanted to talk about? Well, we've we've got our own uh, our own waiver wire acquisition we should probably talk about bruce oh yes i will uh since you did most of the legwork on that i'll let you uh speak to that for sure yeah so we uh we've had ryan black on the show before both on uh on our wednesday night show on edmonton sports talk and on our own uh fantasy hockey hacks podcast which you know goes out on sunday nights um 
so Ryan, I, I know I've known him for the last uh, year or so. Just we spent some time working together at Rolco. Um, quickly got to know each other quite well, you know, just because all we would talk about is fantasy hockey. He's he's a he's a hockey nut, big Oilers fan. Um, but him and his buddy uh, Evan Debert started their podcast, uh, Puck Dynasty, and uh, we just started talking here recently. I know for us at the Hacks, we we want to start putting out more content and just having you know more diverse content. Uh, one thing we don't talk about much is dynasty hockey and keeper league type formats, right? So uh, we really enjoy season long stuff, talking about you know what's going on in the league currently. Uh, one thing we probably lack, and for more of our advanced listeners, is is that dynasty format. And so that's kind of what um, Ryan and Evan are going to bring to the podcast. They've decided they're going to join us. Um, they're coming in as uh, part of the team, and uh, so they're going to be putting out at least one episode every week. Um, we're still working out the details as to when it sounds like maybe it's going to drop on Saturdays. Um, so we'll have the Saturday episode is going to talk about, uh, dynasty and keeper stuff. Uh, we'll do our Sunday show, which will get released kind of late Sunday or early Monday morning. And then we'll have our Wednesday night show, uh, that's live and then also gets released as a podcast. So we're, we're basically have content coming out, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday every week. And then good coverage. So good coverage throughout the week. Um, and then we're going to be having all of our, our blog content on heavyhockey.com. Um, that's one thing we had talked about at the start of the year, Bruce, and we just, we haven't really followed through yeah. on that to this point, but I think what we want to do is just kind of have all of our, our blog content housed there, um, moving forward. So. Oh, makes sense. That's the deal. We're, we're really excited to have, uh, Ryan and Evan join us. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun just covering off something that we don't really talk a lot about or have a, a huge yeah. appetite for honestly we, we think dynasty is great but it's just not something we've invested our time into so i got to i got really enamored with it driving i was driving down to kindersley one day for uh for work and i threw in uh, i forget which podcast it was and it was two hours of dynasty i wasn't even halfway through the thing and i already wanted to sign up for a dynasty team it was like mm-hmm. this is so amazing and then a couple of days later, I look at how much work I would have to put in to maintain that team. And it's like, I need a secretary to run my <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because holy crap, is that a lot of work? And yeah. to do Dynasty, you have to you have to be interested. You have to love it because that is that is an animal. That is a big animal. Yeah. And these guys are great at it. Yeah, Ryan's Ryan's obsessed with Dynasty. Like he he's in a, a number of leagues. He's in a couple of them. He's, he's in, he invests every year, like big dollars. Um, and then they have a big payout too. I think they do a trip at the end of it. Like it's, it's big time stuff. It's, it's a deep dynasty league. He loves it. He's big into prospects. Um, one thing I think we, we've talked about very preliminary here, but, uh, doing like a world junior preview show. So we'll probably have that coming up on our Wednesday night episodes. John, I know I you'll like be that. pumped about that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so definitely uh, between the two of them and, and John, because John, I know you love uh, World Juniors as well, and and so do I for that matter. I mean, I, I watch it every year, but um, excited to have them on and just kind of present some different type of content for our listeners. That's awesome. And to yeah. go slightly off topic, John, how many Blades games have you been to lately? Uh, none lately, but uh, I'm going to the game on the 27th for sure. I'm gonna I've find actually met managed to get to a get to a few uh love Sidorov. oh my god man that guy just he, he's like he's, a like an ovi they they i know long, long passes him the puck and he just fires it in 
It's I've been to three games now, and he stands out every game for me. It's just holy yeah. crap. Yeah, and get... uh, with their win tonight, they actually have the most points in the league now. So nice. That is fantastic. Shout I out, prob- Blades. <laughs> I won't get to see. Is it Fra- Fraser Minton? Yeah. They traded for. Yep. He'll be off to the juniors, real juniors here right away. So we probably won't get to see him now till January sometime. But. Uh, yeah. I'll have to get some games to it. Nathan was just asking me today if we can get to the deck. We go to some hockey games. Like he wants to go to no others games. So I'm, I'm telling him, yeah, we'll get to no others game here this season still. And we'll get to a couple Blades games too. No, it's uh, the Blades. It's been really, really good hockey. They have a really strong team this year. There you go. All right. Unless anyone's got anything else, any other side topics or players or that's it for me for tonight all right that is it for the show thank you for listening uh you can find us on twitter or x at fhh hacks and on instagram at fantasy hockey hacks don't forget to check out our live show hacks hangout every wednesday night at 9 p.m mountain time on edmontonsportstalk.com and on youtube.com slash heavy hockey once again thanks for listening have a good evening Bye, Felicia. Take care, folks. (laughs) 